Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Narrated by Kurt Bonham. Chapter 34 Exemplum Omnium Repositum I time travel, give or take a couple hundred years, and return to New York City. Welcome to the Lavender and Roses New York Historical Society branch. Please state your business. Velma's nasal voice carries a distracted note. Did you miss me, Velma? I walk to her desk. She lowers her book, her cheeks turn pink, and the edges of her mouth curve up. Welcome back, Bubbler. Go into the elevator and press B4. I stare at her splendid, ginormous hair. I know this place isn't home, but seeing Velma brings comfort. A sense of familiar comfort, an I'm-home kind of comfort. Thelma points to the elevators. B4, Bubbler. Detective Rizhouse is down in the Exemplum Omnium Repositum. The what? Copies of everyone's secrets archive, darling. She says this like it's something everybody knows. He'll be glad to see you still alive. I step into the elevator and press B4. The doors close. Ding! The elevator doors open, and I stare at a space filled with shelves of books floor to ceiling. And Domavoy. More Domavoy. Lots of Domavoy. Domavoy tending to the books, dusting the books, moving piles of books. My mind drifts to Pip. I wonder how he's doing. A familiar mew. Machiavelli sits in an aisle grooming himself. Mac, it's good to see you again. I walk over, bend down, and scratch his neck. Where's Rizzos and Sapphire? I've got a story to share. Machiavelli swishes his tail, heads to a passageway, and I follow. The cat leads me past rows of shelves and domavoy. They pay no attention, but a sudden chill rides over me and the light dims. I scrunch my eyes and attempt to read some of the book titles, but everything's in languages I've never seen. My gut fires a sudden knowing. All these books, dark and foreboding books not meant for my eyes. Mac and I keep going further into a maze of shelves. Again, I look at titles on the book spines. Now they're in English. How to Successfully Recover Missing Limbs from Botched Portal Transfers How to Set Up Temporal Paradox Portals in Less Than 10 Steps Swapped Body Transference Restoration Guide Vampiric History Myths and Lore Volume 1 Chronicles of Ambrosio, Vampire Allfather Crazy Lighthearted Bedtime Reading The words spill out and a mild queasiness bubbles. I look left and see an outline of four domavoy huddled down the dimmest lit aisle. The hairs on my arm tingle. 
These Domovoi, their red stares, their outlines disfigured. The group carries a foul disposition. I prefer Pip and pick up my pace. My heart booms. I squint into the dim light. Shadows dance, and Sapphire and Rizzo sit at a table in the middle of an aisle. Sapphire! Her name blasts from the back of my throat. She looks up from a book, pops up, and runs to me. Boon! She hugs me in a death grip. Her warm welcome wraps around me. I didn't realize how much I liked being squeezed this tight by this girl. What were you thinking? Her arms still hold me in a vice grip. I watched those men chase you, and you launched yourself off the cliff's ledge into Turtle Lake, but I didn't hear a splash. She drops her arms, steps back, and her face is splashed with questions, sprinkled with concern. With no splash, I thought you landed on the rocks. She slaps my chest. The men climbed down after you, and I heard one of them say you got away. So I ran back to the embassy and thought that's where you'd go. But you weren't there. Where did you disappear to? Wouldn't you rather know when I disappeared to? What do you mean, when? I hold up a finger, holding back my answer, and look at Rizzo still sitting at the table, engrossed in a book. Rizzo's, how are you doing? He smiles a glimmer of welcome back in his expression. Mr. Daniels, it's good to see you alive and in one piece. Question, detective. What year did Paganini first play in Milan? I ask. Rizzos puts down his book. I believe Paganini first appeared in Milan in 1797 when he was 14 years old. And this was before Paganini met Melazine, correct? I latch onto Sapphire's arm, give a tug, and pull her along to the table. Yes, they met after his first performance, which bloomed into their secret romance, Rizzo says. Then you'll never guess where I was. You listen to a Paganini concert? Sapphire's eyes are full of curiosity. Sadly, no, but you'll never guess what I have, I say. Sapphire pushes a breath between her teeth taps her foot. The gift of drawing things out longer than you have to? I wipe away my half-grin and show them the small vial of ink. May I see that? Rizos asks. My hand in the bottle. He turns on a lamp and studies the bluish-green liquid. His lit-up gaze matches the glow inside the bottle. He grabs a small white bowl. Next to the bowl sits a book tied with a thin leather strap. Rizos opens the book and reveals pieces of reassembled leather-like paper, which have been torn into at least a dozen pieces, some of the pieces still missing. Attached to the cover are gloves, wearable magnifiers, measuring tools, and tweezers. What are those pieces? I ask. Rizos puts on the gloves and wearable magnifiers. A special type of vellum? Wakambi has a lead on where to get more. With the tweezers, he picks up a small piece and drops it into the bowl. He then opens and tilts a drop of ink from my vial onto the piece. The contents glow blue-green. An explosion of relief barrels across Rizos's face. 
Well done, Mr. Daniels. Where did you get this ink? Would you believe Baba Yaga's sister in 1813? This is incredible. Did you tell Baba Yaga about Sinti? He takes off the magnifiers. Yes, but it turns out Baba Yaga has a trio of sisters, so that makes four of them, and they all share the same name. Sapphire and I met one as a homeless woman at the quad outside the NYU Stern building. Sapphire's face lights with recognition. That homeless woman didn't seem all supernatural scary, but she did give you that dirty old comb she said was magic. I take the comb from my pocket and tell Sapphire and Rizos what happened when I traveled back in time and used the comb and met Melazine. Detective Rizos's face falls solemn. How much interaction did you have with Melazine and anyone else in 1813? How many people? I met Melazine, then the bandits. I hold up four fingers. Melazine's servant. I hold up five fingers. Her mother, Queen Priscina, and her two sisters, Melior and Palestine, Baba Yaga's sister, her pet cat, Lapushka, and the Wendigo. So that makes ten. I wiggle all ten fingers. You mean eleven, Sapphire says. No, ten. It turns out, Baba Yaga's cat, Lapushka, was the Wendigo. Did you miss anyone? Rizos's voice smacks of solid sarcasm. No, but the condensed version is Baba Yaga's sister gave me the ink after I found her cat, Lapushka. I recount the whole story. Mr. Daniels, my apologies. Rizos's voice carries sincere shock and surprise. I had no idea you'd end up back in the past and have all those misadventures. But you survived. So what's the plan now? I swallow back a mouthful of second guesses. Rizos lifts the book he was reading. I reread how to destroy Paganini's sheet music, the music used to summon the devil. And there's good news and bad. What's the good news? I ask. Always the optimist. The devil gets summoned more often than you realize. Rizos's voice holds relief. Not the most optimistic or convincing. But I never thought about the devil before New York City. I never thought about the devil getting summoned. I never thought that I might be involved in an effort to stop the summoning of the devil this Saturday. And I never thought hearing the devil being summoned often was good news. Rizos's jaw tightens. He clears his throat and draws in and releases a long breath. The bad news is the only person able to destroy the sheet music has to write it out on an entire sheet of special uterine vellum. What is uterine vellum? Sapphire asks. Uterine vellum is made from the skin of stillborn calves. His voice is a notch lower than his usual somber, serious tone. Instant nausea grips me, replaced by an instant knowing, taken over by a hollow, expanding sensation creeping into my chest. And where do we get this uterine vellum? The Dragons and Nymph Society headquarters in Manhattan, Rizzo says. Okay, but first, we visit Wicambi. Let's go.
I nudge Sapphire. Coming up next in The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Chapter 35 Two Times the Charm